Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. The grotesque largeness of our Laodicean church, diseased head, all laced with the grey lice of all creeping compromise, has been finally laid down on the bed of a doomed destiny. It is not long now before our own crushed windpipe shall remove the life totally from the lungs of our lost land. Now is the time for the time of the end disciple to arise, even the new separatist to come on the scene and build again the gospel sending new Antiochs of the past. Night Whispers number 093, April 02, and the title of today's Night Whisper is The Bones of the Elephant Man, and your dream word is Integrity. Galatians 2 verse 9 to 10 reads, And when James, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I was also eager to do. Someone has commented regarding God that the invisible God is sat on a cloud somewhere looking at people who break his Ten Commandments and then on their sad demise will throw them into a molten and ever-burning hell forever and forever for doing so. But he loves you. Oh, yes, he loves you and he needs your money. He always needs your money. He is all-powerful and all-perfect and all-knowing and all-wise, but somehow he can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars every year and they pay no taxes and yet... They always need a little more money. Now this fact about God needing your money, as many people have commented, is nothing but male bovine manure, and frankly, I would agree. Now I do not want to deal with the gross contextual inaccuracies of the first part of that statement, as it simply points out the two glaring facts of the late 20th century. Do you remember that? Those being that postmodern man did not know the God of the Bible, and that most Christians still find, I mean still find, the full revelation of the God of the Bible to be rather troubling, and so much so that they don't really like him either, and much prefer the watered-down version presented by pale and slick preachers sliding them slippery elm-like words into their hearts from behind not-so-pure perspect pulpits. Now, it is the latter part of that opening statement that I would like to look at tonight, which says that God needs money. We all know that religion has been a multi-million dollar industry, and even when the leaders are not stealing all the cream, then churches of the day always present their folks with a vision budget, the top three line items reflecting the Old Testament temple requirements, and in this order usually, of monies for personnel, monies for premises, and monies for programs. There you got it. The top three line items of every large church, personnel, premises, and programs. Local church meetings in buildings with paid staff and programs to get and to keep the pew punters in there will always be asking for money. So what do you do? What do you have to do to keep the show going? No, and believe me, I'm not being cynical here. What have you got to do? Well, it's very simple, really. Ask the people. That's what I say. Lay out your plans and get the funding. Ask the people. But please, for goodness sake, stop telling people that it's God that needs the money. It's a lie. 
and it's just male bovine manure. I have been to too many vision casting meetings, building drive meetings, dream casting meetings, end of the year, beginning of the year meetings, all of which in the end have focused on money. And frankly, I've got to tell you, friends, that the most important items of local mission, of foreign missions, and money to enable them has never been on the top three line items. Mission given is there, mind you. It makes an appearance, kind of, maybe, sometimes. But hey, charity begins at home, and most of us have had very costly local home churches. I remember returning home from the residing place of the bones of the Elephant Man, the Royal London Hospital, which has always been a light set in the continued dark area of Whitechapel, an area of never-ending immigrant turnover. Over the years, it's seen French Huguenots, Irish, and then Jewish immigrants, and now Bengali Muslims. Indeed, the 4,000-seat East London Mosque also now resides in this area. There is no connection to this, but even Jack the Ripper did his dirty work around these prostitute-ridden and continually gospel-darkened streets. I was visiting my now-deceased brother, who had a ministry right there amongst the sick of every kind. When I visited, it seemed every can-carrying junkie with the saddest story in the world to tell you seemed to know him and to respect him. One of his many friends was an old Jamaican Christian lady who, armed with only an old collapsible tabletop upon which she laid out her old second-hand Bibles for several years now, had been preaching the word to Muslims. She had had her table overturned many times and had indeed feared for her life on more than one occasion. Still, she continued on, right there, on London's Yash McAdam streets. Welcome to England indeed. I remember the only monies these two ministries had at the time were what the two good servants themselves brought to it. They asked for none, but simply in the most spiritually hardest and darkest places of this old girl of a city of London, spread what goodness and any light they could with their own meagre monies. Frankly, I'm not sure you could have paid me enough to do either ministry. Yet, these two ministries were more intriguing to me even than the bones of the elephant man still kept in the Royal London Hospital, who, by the way, because of the great size of his head, crushed and closed his own windpipe when he laid himself down to a suicidal sleep aged just 28 years. I have no idea of specific times, but friends, the grotesque largeness of our Laodicean church diseased head, all laced with the grey lice of all creeping compromise, has been finally laid down on the bed of a doomed destiny. It is not long now before our own crushed windpipe shall remove the life totally from the lungs of our lost land. Now is the time for the time of the end disciple to arise, even the new separatist to come on the scene and build again the gospel-sending new Antiochs of the past. Listen. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands upon them, they sent them away. Pray with me, please. Lord, forgive us for acting as your bankers and so using your name in vain. Lord, for your many people, just doing what they can where they can, please encourage their hearts and give them enough faith and enough stuff to get the job done. 
Now, O Lord, what can we say to you concerning our nation, except that our fathers, we ourselves, and our children have sinned against you? Even so, turn your face to us once more, and send the Holy Spirit across this land to do as you said, that is, to convict it of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come, and so prepare your remnant for the coming fight, for the weight of our large and rotted, most arrogant of heads has just about finished us off. In Jesus' name we ask it, amen, and let it be so. Hello, Victor Robert Farrell here. Night Whispers is a ministry feature of the 66 Books Ministry, where we're teaching the world about the God of the whole Bible and His only begotten Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ our Lord. This 21st century applicable Bible teaching is what we do each and every day, and we cannot do it without your help. So I would like to invite you to go to www.give66.com and make a one-off or regular donation today. It would be so greatly appreciated, and it would continue to help us teach the whole world about the God of the whole Bible. So once again, please make your donation today at www.give66.com. That's give66.com. And thank you so very much.